Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I'm speaking with Nicole Patterson about her wedding in the Italy Pavilion at Epcot with a reception at Atlantic Dance Hall. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose these locations and how she planned everything and how it all turned out. So welcome, Nicole. Thank you for having me. I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiance decided that you wanted to have your wedding at Disney. I always knew I was having a Disney wedding since I was nine years old. Um, my family are DVC members, and our first year as a DVC member at the boardwalk, the the story goes with me and my dad were sitting outside of our room, and it overlooked the croquet garden. And I said to him, Dad, I'm going to get married there one day. And he was like, okay. And everybody who's ever come to Disney with us and anyone who's ever talked to me in my lifetime of 30 years knows that Nicole Escudero was getting married in Disney World one day. And on, you know, 2014, Joe and I met and on our third date, I pretty much told him like, hey, listen, if this works out, we're getting married in Disney. And uh, he kind of laughed at me. And, (laughs) you know, seven years go by and, and we did it. And it was truly the most perfect day of our lives. I, I couldn't have imagined any better day. <laughs> That's fantastic. So it sounds like your friends and family were not surprised. How did his friends and family react when they found out the wedding was going to be at Disney? They were super excited. Everybody was all on board with going to a Disney wedding, especially after the year we just had with covid it kind of worked in our favor with our guest count because everybody wanted to travel and, and get away and enjoy a Disney wedding since nobody's really experienced one before. Oh, that's great. How many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? So we had 75 invited and then 62 were there. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was a great turnout. Did you set up a room block for your guests? We did. With a lot of our guests, some of us were our DVC members, and then others are not. So I wanted to make sure everybody had an opportunity to stay on property if they chose to do so. So we used the POP, the Caribbean, and Boardwalk. But at the time, the Boardwalk wasn't even open. So we were at the Beach and Yacht Club, and then that turned into the Boardwalk, I guess, like in May. Oh, interesting. So you did end up getting to stay at Boardwalk? Yes, we did have people stay at the boardwalk, which was great, on the inside, too. Oh, fantastic. Okay, great. Now, how did you choose the day of the week and time of day for your event? When we got engaged, it was 2019, um, November of 2019. So I knew, you know, listening to your podcast and reading up on how Disney weddings works, the 16-month mark, I kind of just started putting feelers out there to Disney And we knew we needed a summer wedding because we're both teachers and we didn't want to have to worry about the school year. 
And every time we do travel to Disney as a vacation, you lose track of time. So we didn't really care what day it was. And then somehow throughout all that planning, I liked the numbers 7, 14, and 21. Joe and I have been together for seven years. So we were getting married in the seventh month. And we met in, the, in 2014. So that was the day. And now 2021 is our year of marriage. So the numbers kind of have a cool meaning to it, too. Wow, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then how did you go from wanting the croquet lawn at the Boardwalk Inn to using Italy for your ceremony? Great question. So COVID hits and Disney shuts down and you're like, okay, what what is a year going to look like? The world's going to be better, hopefully. Uh, So I guess in the fall of 2020, when things were still not back to what we think is normal, we called our, we were emailing our planner and we had another phone conversation. And I, I pretty much just asked like, what's our other options where we can get married without a mask on? Cause that was the biggest restriction. I didn't want to walk down the aisle at the croquet garden with a mask on. And uh, Diane, our planner, pretty much said Italy was open. And I was like, okay, well, let's do that. That's pretty cool. Like, we'll have all our friends and family down there. And we'll have an in-park ceremony. It got pushed up. You know, the ceremony time got pushed up a half hour earlier, which wasn't really a big deal. So we just kind of went with it. And uh, I think that was like our biggest strength in planning during COVID with all these restrictions, it was kind of a roller coaster because we were looping around, going up and down with all these restrictions. And then all of a sudden, everything got better for us, you know, one month at a time. And by June, the wedding was looking like what our plan A, what we wanted. And at that time, I wasn't going back to the croquet garden. I had already mourned that kind of vision and I was super excited for this Italy ceremony and Germany pre-reception and Joe was super supportive and really pumped to have a in-park ceremony too. That's wonderful. Then how did you choose Germany for the pre-reception and Atlantic Dance Hall for the reception? So we always had the dance hall booked. We got lucky with that when we first at the, the year mark. So then Germany kind of became an idea during the restriction roller coaster ride we were on. And at the time when we had our planning session, it was in February. So we just came back from Disney in January. We took our parents there. We got to do our cake tasting and walk around Epcot, which was cool. And at that time, the restrictions in Disney were if you were stationary, you could take your mask off and with food and water. So we kind of came up with the idea for February as a group, Joe and I and Diane, let's, let's do something outside with the pre-reception since then our guests can be stationary. They can have their mask off. It's a short walk from Italy. It's, it's something different. Uh, and w- we would have the park still to ourselves, which is, which is pretty cool. And, you know, our number one priority was always guest experience. We wanted to, you know, wow our guests with, this Disney experience, because that's what how we feel every time we come to Disney. We just we just love it there. So that's where Germany came in. We we thought about maybe Seabreeze Point, but Diane kind of told us, you know, you have to get back on the bus and then you got to walk there and then you're gonna have to walk through the dance hall. Like it's it's really nice if you could just walk 
right to Germany and you can get your cocktails and your cinnamon buns and everybody will be still in the park still. And I, I really like that idea. And Joe really liked that idea too, of being in the park for an additional hour to ourselves, which now looking back at it and experience it, holy cow, what a day that was in the morning. It, it, it was truly magical. We, we started the day with, with nobody in the park except our, except our guests. And then we ended the day in the park with just our guests. So it was a really cool full circle experience. That's wonderful. How did you choose Atlantic Dance Hall for the reception? We love the boardwalk. So I think that was just like a no-brainer spot for us. If we were able to get it, then we were, we were going to seal the deal there. And then during restrictions and guest count, that's where it kind of came in our favor because at, at one point we were only allowed two hours at the dance hall with the guest count number we had. And at one point, if I had all 75 people attend, we would only be allowed the dance hall for an hour based on their numbers and the hour restrictions at the time. So it kind of worked in our favor as the months progressed to June and then the restrictions lessened, we were actually able to get an extra hour worth of our reception. And that, that, was, that was great because it was well needed. Uh, we had two hours planned for the longest time and then getting that extra hour was, was really nice to have with our guests and the dancing and the DJ and everything else there. And the dance hall is beautiful and it was the perfect size for our guest count. Um, we didn't feel like our party was too small. The party was like just big enough for that whole hall. It was really cool. Oh, that's great. So you had a DJ. Did you add any other kind of entertainment to the ceremony or reception? So the violinist at the ceremony and the pre-reception, he was fantastic. Everybody keeps talking about him. And then the DJ, J.W. Yeager, he was phenomenal. The first phone call I ever had with him was like two weeks before the wedding. And his energy is just as contagious on the phone as it is in person. So I highly recommend him. He got, you know, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. party started. Like we're still back in the Jersey Shore, um, which is what we wanted for an afternoon reception, which was really nice. But that was pretty much it for entertainment. That's good that you mentioned that because I think sometimes when people are first getting used to this idea of having a daytime wedding at Disney, because out in the real world, most weddings are in the evening. And a lot of people say, well, is anybody even going to dance in the middle of the day? So I'm so glad you mentioned that. Yes, they do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was great. I mean, a lot of people did, you know, had that confusing face when we probably sent out those invitations, 9 a.m. ceremony and a brunch reception. What is this going to look like? But it was, it's a whole experience with Disney. And that's what we were really going for. We wanted something different. Disney is different. So the two combined with a full day wedding experience was really special and memorable, not only for us, but I, but I really think so for our guests too. That's great. Do you have any menu items or cake flavors you would recommend? We asked for cinnamon buns inspired by Gaston's. And I think in March, I emailed Diane and I was like, do you think that they're going to be the same size as Gaston's? And she's like, oh, they might be like, they're going to try to do their best to be what they, what they think. And I'm like, okay, I'll just go with it. And we're walking to Germany after the ceremony 
And I looked at our planner, who was Cammy, and I was like, did the cinnamon buns come out like Gaston's? And she stopped me from walking. And she goes, Nicole, it's the only thing the culinary team is talking about here. You can't, I can't wait for you to see these. They're the size of your face. And lo and behold, we walk there and I walk right up to them. And I'm like, oh my God, they are Gaston's. And what a talking point to start, to start the wedding day besides being in Italy, which I, I don't know if I mentioned that before. We surprised everybody with the ceremony space. So nobody knew where we were actually getting married. Um, besides we pretty much told them get on a bus at eight o'clock at the boardwalk and everybody said on the bus they were guessing like what country would they be at when they got backstage to Italy and then we surprised them with you know Germany okay now we're going to Germany and then boom hit them with Gaston cinnamon buns and I was even more blown away by that too and they were great they were even better than I think at Magic Kingdom they were (laughs) they were so good so so good and we, along with that, we just had the fresh fruit and the cheese display. That was great. At the reception, we had the Mickey Waffle Station, of course, omelets, the made-to-order. We had a steak station, which was great. The cheddar cheese shredded potato gratin, 100 out of 100. Mm-hmm. I'm still craving them. That was like four servings I had on my wedding day of those. <laughs> And like, that's something like a lot of people I feel like take off their menu because they want the mac and cheese bar or the martini glass, like mashed potato thing. And I was like, let's just go with it. I like potato gratin. Holy moly. They were delicious. <laughs> Every, everybody loved the glazed citrus salmon that we had. The, the food was phenomenal. No surprise there by Disney, but super, super phenomenal, especially since we were one of those couples that didn't have the planning session. So the only planning session we had was over the phone. So, you know, we felt a little bummed not being able to have the whole entire pre-COVID experience, but everything worked out. I'm so happy that our wedding and our wedding food turned out even extra extraordinary. (laughs) Do you have any cake flavors you would recommend? Yes, we had three cake flavors because we couldn't decide or I couldn't decide maybe. <laughs> uh, we liked the marble cake with the churro filling. So that was our two layers of our wedding cake. And then we had two sheet cakes in, in the back with lemon cake with the raspberry mousse and then the red velvet with the buttercream. Got it. Okay. Can you tell my listeners a little bit about your dessert party? What location you chose and what you served? We did France, so Terrace del Fleur, for the dessert party. At first, we were booked for Germany. And then in February, when we had our planning session, Diane was like, oh, I have you like reserved in Germany and France. Which one would you like? Hmm. I was like, well, France would be great. It's right there at the International Gateway. And she's like, okay, great. So we ended up at France and we ended up in Germany, coincidentally, and, and then also Italy. We kind of took everybody around the world, it seemed like. And then the dessert party was great. Obviously, with the fireworks back, it was unbelievable. Walking in the park in your wedding dress, and then with your husband and with all 60 of your guests, and just everybody's cheering for you. It's it's the coolest experience ever. And then we get there, and the bar is there. So we had another open bar for everybody, and we had a, you know, very Mickey inspired 
menu. So the warm Mickey pretzels with all those dippings, the Mickey Mouse chocolate dipped Rice Krispie treats, and then the ice cream novelties. That's great. I think I just saw a question the other day in one of the Facebook groups about how many Mickey items is too many Mickey items at a dessert party. And I believe the answers were all, there is no too many. (laughs) No, no. That's my favorite thing about Disney World is everything's Mickey shaped to eat. (laughs) Now, how did you choose to use an outside vendor for your photography? Photography was important to me because I knew that these pictures would be the ones that you see forever. And Disney's photography is not my favorite. So I actually stumbled upon Bethany and John Tibble from Beth Joy Photography on Pinterest. Uh, when, we, when we got engaged, I saw this picture of another couple on the Dumbo ride. And then, you know, you start clicking on Pinterest and it leads you to another picture. And there was boardwalk photos. And I was like, it's meant to be. And we instantly connected and we had a a FaceTime call and they are both lovely, lovely individuals and they do a phenomenal job. In July of 2020, Disney was still closed and we had an engagement session like photo shoot planned, but we had to postpone that because the parks weren't even open at the time and everything was still a little crazy in the world. So we pushed it to January of 2021. And even then that was a restrictive time in Disney World, but it also was super empty in the park. So our engagement um, photos were in Magic Kingdom and we did, we just embraced the mask, right? And, you know, now they're historic pictures, I feel like for Disney World. So it was a fun time then in January. And then now, you know, July, 2021 for our wedding, both of them, you feel like you're part of their family when they're walking here around taking pictures. John on the dance floor with my mom and her girlfriends and my sisters. It, it, they're just awesome people. They're a lovely couple and they do beautiful work. So it was well worth the investment with them. That's fantastic. How did you choose your officiant? So we used Reverend Kevin Knox and oh my goodness, he's awesome. From the moment I met him at the rehearsal, I was like, oh my God, you're awesome. He just, he also makes you feel like he's part of your family and he talks to everybody and he wants to know about your parents and how long they've been married and Joe's parents, how long they've been married so he can add some personal touches. And I I really just, I found that name through the Diz Bride Facebook group, your podcast, and then just watching, you know, you book them and then you start watching fairy tale weddings on Netflix and you're like, oh, wow. He, that's that guy. And uh, he, he's, he's truly incredible. He made the day extra special. And I can't wait to see our wedding video with him. And his, his voice is spectacular, too. Our parents were so impressed by him. Our, our friends and the other guests at our wedding, they, they thought the ceremony was beautiful, too. So, you know, round of applause to Rev Kev. He's, <laughs> he's a great guy. <laughs> Can you give my listeners a timeline of how the day ran? So the day started at 3 a.m. with hair and makeup, which my sisters were not too happy about. But (laughs) I tried to convince them, like, going down memory lane saying, hey, remember when mom and dad would get us up at 3 a.m. to get to the airport at a 6 o'clock flight to go to Disney? It's kind of like the same thing, except it's my wedding. And you're going to have an eight-hour break to nap. 
So that was great. Before the aisle um, makeup, that was an outside Disney vendor. They came in, all this energy, um, Taylor and Kristen, they were great. Got us all done. My two sisters, myself, um, my mother-in-law, and my mom. And then photography, Beth and John came around 5.30. The buses started at 6.45 for Joe and all the bridal party and our parents. And then at seven, my dad and I and my mom, we got on another bus and that's where we headed to Epcot for our first look at 7.30. And then from there, 7.30 to 8.45, we took pictures on top of pictures on top of pictures. And we didn't really have a big bridal party. Joe had a best man and I had my two sisters and a flower girl and then our parents and it, it went super fast and we got to have like extra special moments and extra special um, photos because there wasn't really a lot of people. And then after the ceremony at nine, we went to Germany from 9.30 to 10.30. We were able to do the rose bouquet toss, um, the staged exit, that's what they call it, um, in between. So that was, that was fun. And we got a group shot. Then we took the buses back to the dance hall. And from 11 to two, we were there. From two to 6.30, everybody had a break. 6.30 to like eight, Joe and I actually um, went around the boardwalk and took more photos. So everybody else, you know, they got changed and showered and I don't know, went to the pool, maybe kept drinking. Who knows? Uh, but then we all met at Epcot at 8.30 and we walked over to France and the dessert party was great because it was very low key for that first hour before the fireworks start. And I felt like we had a chance to talk to people and people got to, you know, express to us how awesome the morning was. And we got to hear about the bus ride and how cool it is behind the scenes at Epcot. And it's just like that extra special moments of your wedding that you don't feel rushed at your reception because at the reception at the end, I just looked around, I looked at Joe and I was like, it's not over. We have, <laughs> we got another, we got part four coming up. And, uh, that was, that was cool. So then the dessert party, the fireworks, I cried the entire 15 minute show because I was just so happy and grateful for that experience and that that time with Joe and we just couldn't believe that we were married and that we actually went through with a Disney wedding during this roller coaster of a COVID restriction world that we lived in. And oh my God, the, the, the fireworks from that viewing area is just something I've never seen in, you know, the 21 years of going to Disney world with my family. I've never seen those fireworks like that before. And I'm getting emotional just talking about it because it's, you didn't think you were going to have it. And like, you're, you're just accepting of it and you're going to make the most of the dessert party anyway, because it's, nobody else knows what fireworks in Disney is like, unless you go to Disney religiously, like my family and I, and then when you have it, it's just, it's extra special. It's a magic moment that I will never forget. And Joe will never forget. And all our guests will never forget. And that, that means the world to us. And then it wasn't over because we surprised everybody, including our parents and my sisters, with a surprise ride mix-in to Soren. And 
that is probably our favorite part of the entire day was surprising everybody and walking there and them chanting and screaming and jumping that they were getting on a ride at a Disney wedding and the applause, I can still feel and hear the applause at the end of the ride of everybody, all our family and friends. It was just a really cool, cool experience that we will never forget. That's wonderful. So you mentioned that guest experience was your top priority. What were some of the other aspects that were really important where you focused your attention and your budget? Food and drink was definitely Joe's. Uh, and then for me was photography and video. Um, we, we went with Disney's um, McElroy videography. They were awesome, Dan and Cody. Shout out to them. Super awesome, making us feel super comfortable. I, I mean, my mom even says, you had videography there? I never noticed them. And I'm like, oh, well, just wait till you see the video, mom. <laughs> um, yeah, they were great. So I guess those three were the, were the top. The guest experience, for sure, and food and drink, and our, our photos and video. That's great. What aspects were less important, where you saved your money or just your effort? Floral and decor. I felt like the the scenery in Italy and the scenery in Germany and France and the dance hall was was beautiful as is so we didn't really need to dress it up as much um, as other places like a ballroom or it just wasn't it wasn't our thing to do extra for floral and decor so we kind of just went bare minimum with that and uh, tried to be creative in our decor. So we use like the candles at um, the round tables on the floor with Mickey hats and the Mickey hats had the table numbers on them. So um, we got to keep those. And then uh, the tables around the dance floor, they had picture frames, just a picture frame and like one of those gold floating frames. And Joe and I were able to um, work with a teacher at one of the schools we work at and she photoshopped a picture of Joe when he was nine and I was 10. And we're both in Disney World, not at the same time, obviously. But he's with Mickey and I'm with Minnie. And we both have like Disney hats on. And she photoshopped these together. So it looks like we're standing next to each other with Mickey and Minnie. So that was pretty cool. So that was just like a little homey touch that meant a lot to us, but it didn't have to be extra money. That's a great tip. Now, did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? So I didn't realize our planner, Diane, which we worked with for the all 12 months, wasn't going to be at the actual day of event. The day before the rehearsal, I got an email saying that Cammie would be um, there for the rehearsal and um, two other women and so at the rehearsal, I looked at Cammy and I was like, okay, so are you, you're my, you're my planner now? Like, how is this working? And uh, I pretty much, from my understanding, is they're still so understaffed and they're trying to get more and more people back with the weddings. Um, so Diane wasn't like my, I didn't really get to see her in person. I just talked to her on the phone or online, but Cammy was great. She bustled my dress. She had, we went through the whole entire BEO at the rehearsal, so she knew exactly what our vision was. So that was something we weren't expecting. The second thing was the air conditioning in the Atlantic Dance Hall. 
I wasn't up to par mm. and probably because it hasn't been used in a while. Oh. So we have a little bit of a complaint going back to Diane about that. So we're waiting to hear back about what they can do for us for that, which is understanding because the cake was fine. The cake was okay. fine. I, 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 I just felt like it was super warm and our, our moms felt like it was super warm. So they were like on cami about it. And then another thing that happened at the dance hall was the marquee sign where it says, congrats, Joe and Nicole. That came down like two hours before the event was even over. So it was only up for like an hour, maybe two. Um, And they told me at the end that it came down because there was a storm coming and they didn't want to get blown away. So I was like, why didn't anybody just tell us that? And I could have ran out there and got a picture and then ran back in. Right. Um, so just bad communication on that part. And then I guess the last thing, what I didn't expect, I thought the cake, all the cake would be on a buffet line with like the rest of the food. And it wasn't, they, they served it to everybody at their table, which was nice. But we went home with my entire wedding cake, none of the sheet cakes. So I mean, more churro filling for me and my sisters <laughs> and everybody else that came to our room, which was fine. But I was under the impression we were having a buffet part with the cake. So just another communication error. It didn't make or break the day. But if somebody wants buffet, wants their cake as a buffet line, then just make sure you communicate it like, like, like as I should have. Yeah, that's a really good point because I didn't know that for my own wedding. And I put a little bit about that in the cake section of my book because yeah it's also great if you're trying to like if you don't want to waste cake because if they put a piece of cake at everybody's plate and there are people who don't like cake then that's a piece of cake you could have eaten <laughs> so right. if you do if you do a cake buffet then they don't put out as much and then you get more for you know you don't waste as much cake <laughs> uh, absolutely and we we were able to bring in outside menu cards with um my sister and the best man kevin he they both um set up all the menu cards on everybody's table. So that was kind of like the only restriction we had with outside things coming to the dance hall. And so if you wanted a different type of cake, I guess you just had to read the menu and say, hey, it says here there's red velvet. Can I have red velvet? Which is what my mother-in-law did. And then I asked for all three pieces. So at one point during the reception, I'm dancing with three pieces of cake in my hand. <laughs> they were all just so good. Um, but, you know... Everybody, there was no complaints about the cake from anybody. So I guess everybody ate it and enjoyed it. And then we also enjoyed it the rest of the week in Disney back at the room. That's wonderful. Was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand or you were worried about and then it turned out not to be? Nothing, really. We were really patient this whole year of planning Um, with the restrictions. Every month, it just seemed like something was getting better from the first lifted restriction of you could stand outside without your mask and take a picture. And I remember calling my, my parents and crying. I was like, I'm going to be able to take a picture in my wedding dress at the boardwalk and not have to have my mask on. And everybody's like, it's going to keep getting better. It's going to keep getting better. And you know, those are, those are words of affirmation that you like to hear from other people, but until you see it in black and white with Disney, you don't really feel it yet. So we're just really grateful and blessed that we were able to have our day in the vision we've always wanted it to be. 
That's great. Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? No. Oh my gosh, it was perfect. It was a perfect, perfect day. Disney does everything great. I didn't realize how many people work a Disney wedding. I mean, in Germany and Italy, I'm just looking around and I'm asking the event coordinator, like, who are these people? And they're like, oh, they're working your event. Like, they're making sure that there's no outside guests, like, coming in. And it was just, and everybody was happy. That's one thing, like, our guests talked about. They just said every every cast member they talked to, they were just smiling and they were so welcoming and helpful. And it just seemed like everybody's energy was just so happy and grateful to be there and not to have any restrictions, really. And, you know, to have to for Disney to feel like Disney again. That's fantastic. Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? My biggest tip would be be patient um, because it's they're, they're not going to email you as soon as you email them. It's going to be a week or maybe two or maybe three. But when it comes down to the last month before your wedding, they are on top of their game. I, I am blown away by Disney. Joe's blown away and our parents and our families and our guests and our friends, you know, they're Disney does it best. There's, there's no way around it. They did a great job for us, and we're super happy with how our day turned out to be. Another tip I would suggest is put everything you ever wanted on your dream list for your wedding in your BEO when you first have your planning session. If you want the spring rolls, put them in because you can always take them out because you don't talk money, so you don't even know how much it costs. So just put it in. See how much it costs and, you know, work out the calculator and all those kinks later. Um, that would be my, that's something we did, um, which I'm happy I did because then I got to see, you know, what can you afford? What can you, you know, get rid of so you can compromise with something else? And then our last tip is Joe and I both agreed, try to surprise your guests. I think that was a, a piece of advice I got from your podcast. Um, a bride said that. Nobody knows what Disney weddings are like. So don't tell your guests what's going on and what you could have and what you can't have um, because they won't know what to expect. So if they don't know that you can have characters and you don't have characters, then it's not a big deal. But if you surprise them with characters, like they're going to remember that forever. <laughs> um, so I kind of went with that mindset. As soon as I heard that, I like mentioned it to Joe after every podcast I listened to, I probably gave the synopsis to Joe every day. <laughs> and I, uh, I said, we're going we're gonna to keep the ride of a surprise. And he held his own and I held my own, which there was like some moments of weakness. And you're like, I just want to tell them because they're going to be so surprised. But it was well worth the wait. So well worth the wait of, you know, hearing hearing your mom and dad and hearing all your friends jump and shout that they're going on soaring. So it was so cool with that. So that would be, those are my top three tips for future brides and grooms. That's great advice. Well, Nicole, I think you've offered a lot of great tips and advice for anyone who's interested in getting married at Walt Disney World. And I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you for having me. A true honor. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, 
inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at disneyweddingpodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, disneyweddingpodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com.